This is the Hash Podcast. Stay informed with the latest on Bitcoin, ETH, the metaverse, Web3, and more with stories that matter to the crypto world. All on the Hash for your ears. You're listening to the Coindesk Podcast Network. Hey there, welcome to Coindesk TV. I'm Zach Seward. You are watching The Hash. I'm joined right now by Wendy O and Will Foxley. We hope that you are wearing warm clothes because we have a very wintry mix of crypto stories out here today, starting with some layoff news from Will. What do you got? That's right. Global crypto exchange Luno is laying off about 35% of its staff, part of Barry Silbert's DCG empire. Luno has offices in Singapore, London, and elsewhere around the globe. This is pretty bad news, uh, just adding more to the, the layoff story that we've been covering for quite a while. There's about, been about 29,000 layoffs, according to Coindesk's own numbers, since the beginning of the crypto bear market earlier last year. So just more numbers. In terms of headcount, the number seems to be a bit all over the place. Uh, some numbers showing that Luno has about 900 employees and now trimming about 300 staff. Others showing that there's about 600 employees and trimming down about 200 staff. So we don't quite know for sure, but 35% is a pretty wide margin. Luno has about 10 million different users around the globe, and they service different crypto assets via its exchange product. Of course, this is just part of DCG's empire. They uh, also own Coindesk, Genesis, Foundry, and a few other firms such as Grayscale. Zach, I want to throw the story over to you. More bad news to, to begin the week. Yeah, for sure, man. This is the story about CFI, despite you know some pumping token prices and maybe some excitement, maybe a bit of macro tailwinds. Still, CFI is trimming headcount quite significantly. So I think there's the secular issue here, right? We saw that graphic with all the exchanges that are laying off significant chunks of their workforce. And then there's the specifics as it relates to DCG, which is in hot water relative to Genesis filing for bankruptcy last week, and potentially some of those dominoes falling and spilling over into some of their other assets. So Luna here is sort of pinched by both those factors. And as a result, you're seeing significant job cuts announced by this exchange. So that to me is where Luno finds itself. It's pretty bleak and it adds to that really big number, 29, maybe 30,000 crypto jobs cut since April that Coindesk is doing a good job keeping a running tally on. So really just a staggering, staggering number of jobs lost during this crypto crisis. Wendy, I'm going to toss it to you for your thoughts. And I don't know, what's your experience with Luno? What are you thinking here? I don't think I've ever heard of them. Is that terrible? No, is that's it? not terrible. There's a lot I of don't exchanges know if I've ever... out there. <laughs> Are they U.S.-based exchange? They're global. they're global. So they have offices, yeah. South Africa, London, Malaysia, okay. all over the place. Maybe that's why. This is common. We're in a crypto bear market. Everybody thinks we're back, baby. We're back, baby, because we're currently trading above $20,000 um, in regards to Bitcoin. I don't think we're back. I think this is just a bear market relief. I've talked about it a bunch of times on my show. I've talked about it here. But it does make sense that people are scaling back, not only because of it's a crypto bear market, but in fact, we're seeing a lot of global turmoil happen economically. This makes sense to me. And it's sad to see. I'm sad for everybody that's losing their jobs in crypto, in the tech industry, and all across the world. And hopefully, you know, these exchanges or these crypto companies make better choices during the next bull run and don't spend as much money. Again, I really don't know a whole lot about this exchange, but it's just sad to see people in our industry go away. Yeah, I kept wanting to say Luna during the intro there because the name's very similar. But I think it's a good moment just to go back and like reflect on what's been happening here. And that all started with the Terra Luna debacle. Basically, one year ago uh, is when Terra Luna was really pumping. A lot of teams were pumping that token, pumping a Terra, pumping the fact that they had all this huge Bitcoin allocation. But at the end of the day, it collapsed, right? They had a 10 billion 
Bitcoin backing their whole stablecoin regime. It collapsed and it brought down a lot of different firms, including Three Arrows Capital, which 3AC, now just notorious at one point, one of the most famous hedge funds within the space. But 3AC collapsing caused a lot of different firms to then implode themselves, right? And so that is cascading into now where we see the average Joe or the person at a crypto company is losing their job. And so it's crazy to see just one year later how leveraged long bets and trading companies and hedge funds and these lending books become real world jobs where people don't have them anymore. Uh, just the negligence and the poor risk management really comes home to roost during these times with these stories, which is deeply unfortunate. But I'll throw it up to Zach and get your thoughts. Hey, Jen's here. Wow, we went from a three box to a four box. Jen, a ray of light on this wintry day. Jen, you get last word here. I'm throwing you into the mix and you have no idea what we just said previously. On these Luna layoffs, what do you got? I I don't think anyone has said this. So I've been in this really regenerative mindset lately. And so I'm just gonna take it there. Yesterday on the show, we spoke about tribes. That was that wallet that's allowing people to you know, co-manage assets and talk from within the wallet. And that was developed by a Coinbase engineer. And now granted, this was developed before we started seeing these really mass layoffs. But I hope that out of these layoffs, we see people from within the industry who have really experienced a lot of the pain points, a lot of the challenges, who can come out of this as budding entrepreneurs. And so I'm looking at this through a positive light. I'm sure that you guys have covered you know, all of the rest of the stuff that we need to cover. When we talk about layoffs, this is definitely an indicator of macro factors. I think it's definitely an indicator of looming recession, but I hope that we can see some awesome entrepreneurs solve these pain points because they have some time on their hands. That was nice. All right, let's stay in DCG land. We're going to stay in the digital currency group. And this time we're going to talk about Genesis. That's the crypto lender that filed for chapter 11 bankruptcy protection last week. Now, according to a court filing, They are out here looking for $20.9 million from Roger Ver, a crypto OG who's come to be associated closely with the Bitcoin (sighs) Cash project. Now, Ver is on Twitter saying that he has the funds to pay these sums back, that Genesis is allegedly owed, but he's maintaining that Genesis had to have been solvent for this to be enforceable. And clearly, they don't appear to be in a position of solvency at present. So he's going to dispute this in the courts as it relates to this $20 million that Genesis is looking to claw back from Roger Ver. I'm going to toss this to Will. I think we've seen something similar from Roger Ver in the past. So this might be a mini crypto history corner, but what are your thoughts on this one? Yeah, we don't have to go too far back in time to talk about Roger Ver and his troubles with uh, leverage long DGEN trading. Back in the summer, uh, he was trading on CoinFlex and he was in debt to the exchange for about $47 million. And Mark Lamb, who's the CEO of CoinFlex, actually went public with the whole dispute. They were talking behind closed doors, trying to get the $47 million back. That didn't quite work out. And so Mark Lamb went public with the comments. Roger Ver and him went back and forth. To my knowledge of the whole story, that's still ongoing. A little intrigue there is Mark Lamb and the CoinFlex team are now working with 3AC on launching a new exchange product. So now all the, the villains in crypto are really sort of working together right now. It's an interesting timeline. Uh, moving back to the Roger Ver story. This is an interesting take on how credit insolvency works. Just because Genesis might be insolvent doesn't mean that it's dismantled as a company. It doesn't mean that you don't owe these people money. In fact, the creditors here and the trustees of the Chapter 11 bankruptcy process for Genesis surely are going to get their money back one way or another. And just because you think that Genesis might not be solvent doesn't mean they don't have to pay back your bills. That's a pretty odd way of thinking here. 
Wendy, I'm going to throw the story up to you, get your take on it. I kind of saw this on crypto Twitter last night or yesterday, and it was funny because I haven't heard Roger Ver's name come out in quite some time and very similar. I haven't seen Craig Wright's name come out in quite some time, especially in this last bear market or bull run. I think that it's very interesting to see all of these main characters pop up again. It's very bizarre. It's not funny, but it kind of is funny because it's so dramatic and everybody like, I, my whole thing is, is I don't understand, like, regardless if they were solvent or insolvent, why is Roger not wanting to pay that money back? Like, I don't understand how that matters or not. Was it written in the contract? If you owe somebody money, you owe somebody money. Like, I, I'm just not understanding. And that is quite a bit of capital. That's $20.9 million. And <laughs> maybe he Sorry. doesn't have the money, Wendy. If you owe He's someone sell money, that Bitcoin cash, man, come money. on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sell some decash, Roger. Pay back your debts. Well, to your point, I didn't realize that there were conversations happening with CoinFlex. I thought that Vera just denied he owed that money, and I didn't know what happened after that. When I read this story, I was like, who is suing who in the zoo? I think there was another story that came out recently, either yesterday or this morning, that said Genesis creditors have filed a class action lawsuit against DCG alleging violations of security laws. And so... It's just, you know, lawsuit after lawsuit. I can't keep up anymore. And I'm sure we will lawsuit talk about season. this again tomorrow. Yeah. Zach? It's lawsuit season. It's bankruptcy claim season. It's high drama season. And Genesis <laughs> is about to be in the bankruptcy club. So expect a lot of uh, contested su stuff such as this, right? Relative to their financial disclosures, relative to earlier disclosures about their financial health. I think all this stuff is being dragged up and called into question. Some people may be feeling duped. Others may need to pay their bills. It's hard to tell what is going on, but the courts are probably going to have to arbitrate a lot of this stuff going forward. There's so much going on in crypto bankruptcy right now. Like we laugh at Kyle and Sue starting up GTX uh, to trade crypto bankruptcy claims, but crypto bankruptcy claims are like, they're the hot new thing. You know, you buy, you buy it like, you know, 10 cents on the dollar. You hope to 3X, 4X it maybe if you're lucky. It's a whole new emerging years. market segment. It's crazy. <laughs> anyway, it's when... <laughs> literally what collection agencies do in traditional finance. Like you, yeah. are, like it's, yeah, it's what it they sure do, is. and everybody hates collection agencies. I think this is the dumbest idea ever. It's just crazy. It's like it's well, we shouldn't be wanting crypto service bankruptcies. Like we don't want these things. Like what is even happening? Like who even thought that this would be on the bingo card for 2023 or end of 2022? Like who thought that this would be the bear market? Crypto bankruptcies, chapter 11s, chapter 7s, liquidations, reorganizations. I think it's a, it's a sign of growth, right? Like crypto rose to a level of prominence. It soared close to the sun. Now it's crashing down. And all we have left are the bankruptcy claims that you can degen on, on GTX. All ecosystems. Amen. Oh, wow. Jen with the regenerative yeah, stuff just, again. Just... Amazing. <laughs> wow. Love it. Her all vacation right, really turned around. I love that. Yeah. We're leaving it on the it's optimistic note. We're leaving it on the optimistic <laughs> note. Celsius wins court approval for Celsius customer draws Flare token airdrop. So it's just for the Flare token airdrop. So basically what Flare token is, it was an airdrop that was given to XRP holders. I believe the snapshot was done in December of 2020. And we love airdrops. They're great. Um, but basically what happened is a lot of people decided to hold their XRP on centralized exchanges. And what people don't understand is, is you're holding a cryptocurrency on a centralized exchange. You may not qualify for the airdrop because that centralized exchange will actually take it for you. But Celsius did honor the airdrop and gave the customers their Flare token, but they weren't able to withdraw because it wasn't really anything to withdraw, I don't think. I got it. Um, so yeah, I'm excited. Hopefully I get my Flare airdrop. 
but the court is allowing them to go ahead and remove their flare airdrop. The only thing that's terrible about this is we're currently down approximately 76.6%, according to CoinGecko, I think from 15 cents, and now we're trading at 2 cents. So who knows what Flare will be trading at when people finally are able to remove their funds. Jen, would you like to take this? Sure, I'll take it quickly and then I'll pass it off to Will. So I love hearing that customers are going to get some of their funds back. I just wonder how this is actually going to play out. In other news, again, I believe this was published this morning or yesterday, Celsius says they're trying to become a publicly traded recovery corporation. So under this plan, creditors would get some of their assets back. I think if you hold a certain amount of assets, you get this like IOU token that's called an asset share token that would reflect the value of the amount of assets you have on the exchange. And you could either hold on to that or sell it on the open market. Before we pass it to Will, Wendy, I want to ask you, I know you have some funds locked on Celsius. Does that sound like a good plan to you? Would you take this IOU token and buy into this recovery plan? To be honest, seeing how they're wasting money with the entire lawsuit and what they've done to customers, including myself, I'll take what I can get. Like I'm used to the old school days in crypto where you leave your crypto on an exchange, it goes down and you get absolutely nothing back. So if I get like a third back, 50% back or whatever it is, I will be happy. But again, I'm not banking or counting on it. I just hope the process is done and over with so I can go ahead and save some money on my crypto taxes this year. Uh, the thing that's most interesting to me is that we just learned that Wendy is actually an XRP bag holder. Did not expect that this morning. Though maybe <laughs> I should have. It's you've a moon been, bag. I would have called on, it. I would have called you're it. You were riding Voyager, sure. riding Celsius, and now XRP. <laughs> I don't know. It's just a little, little scary there, Wendy. That means I actually yeah, trade it to obtain a bag of something that I just hold on to and I own it free and clear. So if it goes to zero grade, if it goes to the moon, yay, I make money. But that's what I like to do. I have quite a bit of moon bags of random things scattered all over the place. So got to do it, man. Got to do it. Respect the moon bag. The few interesting parts about this new information, and there's scant like information about that's interesting here, really, uh, because they're only doing the airdrop thing, which is notable. Like, yes, if you do use uh, a centralized exchange as like your primary wallet, then you're going to miss out on airdrops. So that's notable that they are allowing that and the trustees are allowing that. They're also allowing uh, anyone who gave money to the platform after Celsius declared bankruptcy to be able to recover those funds. So if you're an unlucky soul who's not really on crypto Twitter or not really paying attention to your emails from Celsius and you deposited money to Celsius, you are in fact going to be able to get that money back a little bit quicker. But so far, it doesn't seem like there's a lot of information about the creditors or the trustees really working towards a solution for the normal or the nominal customer on Celsius, which we are still waiting for. And sort of like the last conversation we had about all these claims to different defunct crypto exchanges and lending platforms, these things take a while. And that's why we see markets booting up. You can trade your ownership stake for assets for pennies on the dollar, maybe get a few recoveries back if you're not willing to wait the years it takes for these things to happen. It's good to see some things happen, but really it's going to take quite a while. Zach, I want to throw the story up to you though and get your thoughts on the token aspect that Celsius might launch another token in order to facilitate giving money back to creditors. Yeah, didn't Bitfinex do that? They issued a token, I forget the name of it, and that was Leo. like a mechanism, the Leo token, that's right. That was, a, that was a mechanism by which to make people whole. I mean, I think it's something that's been bandied about. I don't know. I mean, it, it may happen, it may not. I think this will probably wind its way through the courts. All I know is I'm willing to buy Wendy's bankruptcy claim. I got to get it in this hot market. Never done this before. <laughs> this is going to be a learning experience for me. We'll price it out and we'll see what the recovery ultimately ends up being. Wendy's moon years from now, you know? That's what I'm all curious about. 
I'm from the streets. Let's let's buy some claims. You're for the, no, um, you're for the streets today. Okay, thank you. That was a, that was a bad response. Sorry. Yeah. Dang it. Sorry, team. <laughs> Definitely not cool. All right. I think the flare token waiting two years. I remember when it was first announced that this airdrop was happening. There was a December 2020 snapshot, and it took two years to drop. That's crazy. Anyway, so much elapses in that time in crypto, especially. But hey, for the streets, don't you forget. All right. Jen, you take it away from here. Thanks, Wendy. All right. Let's leave all these bankruptcies behind us and talk about Doodles. They have a highly anticipated NFT project that's just hit the Flow blockchain. Well, that's fun. So that's the latest NFT experience from the Doodles team, which allows holders to personalize their Doodles characters on chain. So they've been teasing this project since last year. And now those who are waiting to customize their characters with these customizable wearables can do that. And I I think during the next, next bull cycle, this could be really cool. It sounds like they're looking to partner with different IP holders different notable celebrities to come out with some collections. They haven't outright said that, but that's if you kind of read between the lines of what they're saying. It's what it sounds like they're going to do when there's a need for this in the next bull market. So fun. Will, what do you think of this? I know you always have such great takes when it comes to <laughs> do NFTs. I, do I? The, the nerds made a lot of money on Bitcoin. The scammers and swindlers made a lot of money on ICOs. And now the art geeks are making a lot of money on NFTs. But I think <laughs> that time is coming to a close pretty soon here. Like, come on. I think we're past that. This is a 2021 thing. You can keep launching new doodles and new crypto punks, but I think the time has to close at some point. Yes, you might like it, but this is is a low rate environment thing. I think this is going to go away. But I guess congrats to the animators who popped this up and threw it on chain and and made a few thousand ETH. Zach, up to you. Yeah, you got to keep the excitement alive, Will. You got to do stuff. You know, it's like, what have you done for me lately, NFT project? And that's what this is. It's like mm-hmm. a derivative project on Flow. <laughs> Big win for Flow, by the way. Interesting that they landed there. You got Doodles. They acquired to stay an animation relevant, studio. They hired Pharrell Williams. Remember that? Remember that? How he's the brand director? <laughs> Don't forget that. Yeah, dude. Fun thing. You got to keep the party going. I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it. If you compare do Doodles that. to what Board Ape Yacht Club is doing, because I have a Mutant Ape, I got the pass to play the game that they had. I was able to sell it for a profit. Like the game actually works. It's like Board Ape Yacht Club is kind of like the standard, and all these other projects are just kind of doing less than bare minimum to stay relevant. And it's just, I don't know what to tell you. They're both painful for different reasons. I agree. Jen, are you, you are? Stop. I like the aesthetic. Stop. It's cute. Yeah. It's like it's a little cute. cute it's like, fun. Yeah, it's cute. It's fun. But you like, I think Board Ape Yacht Club did this like a year ago or something. Wendy, yeah, mm. but there's lots of companies out there creating TV shows, creating animations. Why do we have to say that it's just Board Ape Yacht Clubs because they the did it already? The penguins are cool. The I penguins think are really cool. Bring up the penguins. The last time we spoke about the penguins. The last time we spoke about the penguins, we talked about them creating IP, right? And I do want to just add this little bit of information before we go completely off the rails. Doodles recently acquired Emmy-nominated animation studio Golden Wolf to help them expand into new types of content. So maybe if this were to take off, these are going to be our new IP creators. We're going to see Doodles shows on Netflix. We're going to see little plushies in Walmart. I mean, the world, the NFTs oyster. And And that is my take to close out the show. (laughs) 
<laughs> that capitalism. Wow. What a world. All right. Wow. We'll leave it there. Wow. That's it for the show today. Thanks for being here. You just watched The Hash, believe it or not. It's on Coindesk TV. It's also on the Coindesk Podcast Network. That way, you don't have to watch it, but you can listen to it. All right. I'm Zach Seward. That's Will Foxley, Wendy O, Jen Sinassi. We're The Hash. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks. You've been listening to The Hash on the Coindesk Podcast Network. We would like to hear from you. So if you have any questions or comments, please reach out to us at podcasts at coindesk.com, subject line, The Hash, or leave us a review on your favorite podcast player. Thanks for listening. 